Hi, welcome to Two Girls Half a Brain. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Annie. And we started a podcast. Um, For those of you who don't know, we are kind of friends. Kind of. Um, And we've been doing this kind of friendship for relatively 16 years. Yeah, since uh, second grade play date. Second grade play date. Actually, I do believe that our first play date was in first grade. Well, Annie's mom was the cookie mom for our brownie troop. And when I came to pick up my cookies, I was like, Annie, we should have a play date. Let's convince our moms. And she was like, cool. Caitlin likes to think she remembers everything. So I remember we were sitting on your stairs. Yeah. But vivid memories. But anyways, we've known each other a long time. Um, we've pretty much grown up together um aside from us just being best friends because of our friendship we really became very good family friends with each other's families um obviously <laughs> yeah our moms are best friends um annie's family moved into our neighborhood because they are obsessed with us and we vacation together and then we live together for four years in college yeah i mean we literally reference our mothers as our moms um regularly because they spend that much time together so exactly and no they are not a lesbian couple they are just friends (laughs) yes um but i mean all that being said just we know each other pretty well um we like to think we've we've built a pretty strong friendship and i think that's kind of why we wanted to start this podcast and um specifically we wanted to use it as a platform to kind of discuss female friendships in general because there are so many negative interpretations of that in the media today. Um, And I think outside of the media as well, like yeah, a lot sure. of people don't have strong female friendships. Well, yeah, so for sure. Lot. Or they get like really taken for granted, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, just kind of... Not to say we're experts at this or anything, but 16 years is, like, a pretty good track record. So we figured, like, okay, this is probably the the most expert-y thing we could do a podcast on. Yeah, I think we, um, we pride ourselves in what we have kind of become as our own little um, unit, and I think... 16 years is pretty solid for both of us only being 23 years old and I think we have both kind of been there for different ups and downs in our lives um by no means have we had crazy trauma or anything but um we've seen each other through a lot so we have Mm -hmm. and just like a lot in like serious measures but at the same time like we spend like too much time together like we literally grew up together and therefore experience almost every ounce of each other's lives so i think it's It's actually super annoying yeah it's like kind of gross but um yeah i think that the amount that we have insight on one another and having grown up together in that capacity kind of uh gives us a whole different perspective on what female friendships are because not only do we have our own but we share a lot of the same female friendships outside of our duo um 
but also have individual female friends and kind of as any friends do vent and experience those friendships secondhand so and I think I think we're unique in um the aspect that we have a lot of similar viewpoints um by no means are we the same person but because we have kind of grown up together um it's easier to think that we are not going to have really varying opinions on anything or um anyone I guess that any women we may be analyzing and talking about but we are actually pretty different people um I went to school for psychology slash English Caitlin was a graphic design major um we just our brains work in really similar but different ways Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah I think our brains work similarly because of the fact that like we're so informed by one another and are so consistently in every each other's day-to-day lives but like as far as how we think things through and how we feel things um I think those are very unique experiences I mean every human has like their own unique experience kind of thing but like we do we problem solve in different ways and um I think we express ourselves in different ways we're attracted to different sort of people I think both in friendships and like even though we carry the same values a lot of the time um we attract and are attracted to like very different kinds of people and that's both like in friendships and in romantic relationships I think so yeah I mean I'm a Capricorn and she's a Sagittarius (laughs) clearly like you know compatibility is gonna be totally right Oh <laughs> was even supposed to work out probably not. <laughs> I don't know. Um, um forced friendships forced you know um but yeah a little bit more about ourselves a little more, um, little more fun i guess than our serious in-depth background we just gave you um we both have dogs yeah i had one first so i'm the trendsetter as per I'm usual well, um, I mean, that's pretty true. In theory, I don't really care nearly as much about trends. Um, so. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. I like clothes and makeup and, like, girly stuff. Um, Annie's teaching herself how to play the guitar. True. Not very good yet, but I'm doing my best. Um, she's also recently started delving into anime, which is, you know, I'll support her in whatever she um wants in life but not for me um (laughs) i've really grown to love it so i i'm gonna take that and embody it as part of my um identity now so anyone who wants to judge can suck it um i don't know yeah I, I we're both like really music. obsessed with our dogs i think we could both really just go on about that part yeah, for a while exactly like mowgli takes up most of my life um winnie is my dog's name her name is really winona Ryder, but winnie is easier um yeah i don't know that's kind of us i'm sure more will be divulged as things go on but that's kind of like a forced summary because we feel like we had to introduce ourselves. It's true. And we, force is a solid um, way of putting it. Slightly panicked. 
wanting to make sure people know us, but not knowing what to say or what people care about. So I guess we'll see as we go along. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a real shot. It is. We're here. really We've learning. So thanks for hanging in with us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think on another serious note, I think like before we get into any particular topics of discussion, um, it is important to say that we come from I think pretty privileged perspectives so if anything that we always try to do our best to um say things with a certain awareness and um yeah and we're both we're pretty like pc people and i think um we are definitely fairly aware of what we're saying we very much think through um And we've really thought through what we want to talk about on this podcast. It's not like we're just diving in and um, are winging it. But um, we are both coming from a place of privilege. And we have our our own opinions. And we're not perfect. We're not going to say things that are going to agree with everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I think we're going to do our best not to, like, I don't think either one of us come from a very, like, offensive nature. Neither one of us really talks out of turn ever. Um, That's true. So hopefully it won't be an issue that we say things that are offensive or ignorant or something like that. But I do just think it's important to note, like, we're both white women and um, grew up in, like, an upper middle class kind of, like... We both grew up in Catholic families. Yeah, exactly. Like... Um, Went to Catholic elementary school, yeah, so went to like a predominantly white Catholic university. So, um, yeah. So I think just acknowledging those things right off the bat in like the world we live in is really important. But we do value. Um, I think the reason we bring it up is because we value the opinions of others and would never want to be in a situation where we feel like we're saying things that are like fucked up or no no absolutely not so we're here to just kind of to talk and um hopefully give our own insight and opinions on what we think makes us work and um hopefully it can be some value or at least slightly entertaining for you guys to listen to so yeah um so episode one Yes. We're going to be talking about The Princess Diaries because those movies are awesome. They are. And I don't know a more iconic. I mean, I'm sure that could be argued, but like for us, it felt like a solid iconic duo to start our podcast with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we're going to be talking about Mia Thermopolis and Lily Moskowitz. I think so. We didn't watch the movie or read anything. Uh, <laughs> we did. Uh, we did do research and we developed thoughts and we took notes and those kind of things. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about Leah. Good try. They've morphed into one person. Yeah. Lily and Mia. Um, so basically kind of a plot summary of the princess diaries if you haven't seen it um you haven't you you should pause go watch the movie watch the second one Mm -hmm. enjoy how much Nora Jones music is featured in the second one (laughs) 
admire Chris Pine's beauty. Anne Hathaway is a queen. I'm obsessed with Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Julie Andrews. Admire Julie Andrews' badassery. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, pause this now. Not the Go point, but we're promoting it. Both movies <laughs> and then come back and listen to the rest of this. But if you're too lazy to do that and you're going to listen to this anyway. Um, Thanks for the support, guys. Thank you. Yeah, first of all, because, wow, that's like kind of a feat. Um, but... <laughs> plot yeah the plot um is basically um lily and mia go to a private school um are kind of the outcasts they uh it's based in san francisco mm-hmm. um when did it come out like it came out in 20 2001 maybe I that think. feels really early well yeah early 2000s. 2001 or 2002 i think because um, I think the second one is 2004. But just as a nice little, like, so you yeah, know what time period. You... So you can visualize the fashion in this movie. Yeah, really fashionable. Although, like, yeah, it came out in 2001. Um, Mandy Moore plays the mean girl. She um, always does. Except for when she's Rapunzel, which is true. bomb movie. But, um... Basically, they're two outcasts, like, kind of only have each other. Um, Lily is sort of known for being a little bit of, like, a radical loudmouth. That's saying it pretty nicely, even. Yeah, like, she definitely, like, pushes the the dress code, I would say. Like, has some funky hairstyles. Real Um, punk vibes. Yeah, uh, definitely punky. Um, But Mia on the other hand like is pretty much invisible like on several occasions people are like running into her i think somebody sits on her at one point like, <laughs> i think you're right she's literally like seen as invisible yeah. um she's written in as yeah being a nobody and like she has a super radical friend which makes her um seem even more like a nobody because she's not as in your face mm-hmm. as lily so um yeah, she basically like doesn't have a lot of confidence, but then suddenly like her estranged grandmother comes back into her life and she's like, "Oh, she wants me to get lunch with her." And she goes to yeah. this like fancy place. Um her grandmother is and, the queen of Genovia. Yeah, finds out her grandmother is the queen and her dad was a prince, which makes her a princess. Her dad is dead, by the way. Yeah, her dad is dead. Um her parents are not together in case that wasn't obvious. Um, but yeah, so she finds out basically that she's in line for the throne, um, and her grandma wants to give her these princess lessons, and she has until this ball to, like, decide the whether or rest not of the she movie. wants, yeah, like, the it, whole movie is, like, her deciding whether mm-hmm. or not she wants to be the princess, and her going through, the, through these princess lessons. Being like, groomed, basically, yeah, uh, to be exactly. royalty. 100% being groomed to be royalty. Because um, she's really nowhere close to being royalty yeah exactly like the movie starts out pretty she's portrayed pretty roughly yeah Um, (laughs) she doesn't have a lot of manners no i mean to be fair both these girls are 15 years old um so that's they're still kind of finding their way in the world that's an awkward age coming out of middle school really clearly like I think Anne Hathaway was 18 playing her, but she, like, still, like, neither one of them look 15. No. Which is, like, beside the point because pretty much 
any high school portrayal whatsoever. Like, no high school male looks like any high school male that's ever portrayed in any (laughs) high school movie or TV show ever. We all know with high school men and women, for that matter. You can't call them men and women. They are boys and girls. Like, but they're being played by men and women. Um, But yeah, so at 15, we were... I don't know just in high school in general yeah we were just talking about it um the other day and just kind of high school itself being slightly a blur which we have very positive memories yeah like neither one of us had like a lot of people have really shitty high school experiences and neither one of us did, i would like, argue we i had like at least i don't want to talk out of turn for you but i feel like oh high school was a solid time for me like i do same. not look like, back i with don't any... look back at it like and i think that's why i'm so confused as to why i remember so little of it because i would think like oh, like, if high school were really bad, then I would have blocked it all out. But, like, high school wasn't really bad. Like, I was a good student. I was, mm-hmm. like, too involved, honestly. Yeah, like, it was disgusting We did everything. Um, and, like... And, like, our um, our friend group, Caitlin and I, is outside of the two of us, is from high school. Like, our greatest yeah, like friends, our, our best friends. best friends are our were our best friends in high school. We're our best friends in our high school and still are now, obviously. Um, so to look back and be like, what happened um, is kind of weird. But yeah, we're like both- there's certain things I remember. Like I remember junior and senior year mm-hmm. a lot better. But um, early high school is like 15 is like really kind of blurry. Freshman, um, sophomore year. Yeah, I think it's like it's funny to look back on because I think about it and like we had friends and we were friends with a lot of different friend groups um and I think one we came from a really unique grade um I wouldn't say that our whole school was like oh the popular kids were the ones who were like smart and nerdy but that was our grade for sure like kind of the social circle ran around really ambitious like i know it's so annoying (laughs) um it's so i think we just kind of like lucked out in that scenario like a lot of other grades thought our grade was really made up of losers because we didn't party and stuff like that but we really prioritized Mm -hmm. um i think being involved in things being on athletic teams and yeah i mean caitlin and i both played basketball throughout throughout high school which is hilarious because just cringing like it makes sense more for me but like the idea of caitlin playing basketball through high school is just really funny for me there's like not a single person in my current life who sees me as an athlete like um, Like, they're like you did something sporty what i was like yes i played basketball from second grade to my junior Mm -hmm. i played volleyball for two years of high school as well so i only did basketball in high school but but um, i think like even like these points speak to um like the clickiness of high school and now like yeah like it's just a weird time you have a, a lot time. of like social groups being like divided up um but i, I think know. about that in like because of the fact that we came from a grade like even though we had a lot of friends and those kind of things like we did some weird shit um like super weird like things we did for fun, fun things part of did. it we also like we live in ohio yeah okay it's important to, to know this like yeah ohio like ohio suburbs um we went to a Mm -hmm. very rural school lots of farmers and um, yeah we went to a farm school we ourselves were not farmers no not there's anything wrong with that 
but yeah but just not our thing um yeah i don't know anything about farming but like there was a night where we like drove around um we got some ice cream we got cones. ice cream and they gave us an extra cone and our friend Allie, like we had all gotten ice cream and i think Allie was the only one who didn't get ice cream but she has a gluten intolerance and they gave us an ice yeah. cream cone so she couldn't eat it and for whatever reason our solution yeah. to this we was, chose to film like, a murder scene with the ice cream cone we literally like went <laughs> to a cold parking up. lot <laughs> i was in my car like it's like dark so like you can just see like the brightness of the headlights and like i don't even think like because vine was big then we didn't even make it a vine it was just like a regular video yeah, recorded yeah, vine was on big. Our phone r.i.p yeah, r.i.p vine um but yeah this yeah, was like yeah no it was just like we recorded i still own yeah and it's like <laughs> videotaped us like running over an ice cream cone like we thought we were so funny it was Allie not and we screamed ice cream cone like a blood curling like, scream this car was coming up mm-hmm. and like she's screaming as the voice of the ice cream cone like this is what we did for quite fun literally did. quite literally we missed the ice cream cone like it was supposed to be run over by the tire and, and it, it like, actually knocked it just knocked it over lightly and it like knocked it was it very over. anticlimactic but mm-hmm. yeah so it was like it was extremely anticlimactic um. and the ice cream was ruined <laughs> anyway but like that's what we were doing for fun at this it's age true. of like we were idiots 16 so I- um also like the thing if like we kayla and i consider ourselves like it's we we had a decent amount of friends like we discussed this a little um in high school and like it is a clicky world it's both in the media represented really clicky um when it's like the jocks the popular kids the i know the preps was a big one <laughs> they the used to be in like middle, middle school, school but like yeah, that was a click it's in the same school, kind of but... idea um i think that's what most like high school is represented in like tv shows and movies and stuff so like if we're looking at me and lily like if we were being that freaking weird and we still had friends like the fact that they didn't like that's just challenging in in their um friendship in itself and yeah like i don't know i think they um part of mia's thing was like she was super shy so i think there's that um, big fear of like public speaking yeah like that's a big part of the whole thing is that she like at the beginning of the movie is like running out of her debate classroom and throwing up because she's so classic nervous about like public speaking and that kind of thing and then like she's no longer invisible and everybody makes fun of her kind of thing um but then lily almost like i think is using her um like loud personality as a defense mechanism like and makes it more of like I don't want to be a part of you guys anyway even though she feels a little bit like she wants to be heard and she wants to be seen which is like why she has like kind of this big boisterous um attitude and appearance I guess um because like Caitlin and I we're lucky to have found people to do these incredibly weird things with us mm -hmm. um but they kind of like only have each other yeah they only had each other so like it was it was their jobs to kind of feel like they fit in in their own little world and Mm -hmm. and that they don't have to fit in like outside of themselves I guess which can like it brings up a lot of room for insecurity and like Mm -hmm. there's like i think they're both like 
because of their insecurities like they have each other to fall back on kind of thing um and it's like a comfortability sort of thing but um and as much as you like can say like it's fine I like I like not fitting in like I like being my own individual whatever like of course everyone wants to fit in everyone wants to be liked like no one wants yeah. to be the outcast I mean, like, community is part of human nature mm-hmm. like it's literally part of like like love and that kind of like love as a greater thing and feeling part of something is like part of Maslow's. right is it Maslow or Maslow Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I don't know right now. You caught me off guard with that one. um, Can't say we've talked about that. It's literally (laughs) part of like what people need to survive as feeling like they have um, have like a tribe kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, interesting way of putting it, but like, sure. No, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's um, so awkward because Annie doesn't know what I'm talking about. But, I do know um, what you're talking about. I just think the term, the use of tribe made me laugh because it was super random. But okay. Anyways. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So they're kind of like misfits together. Um. Kind of like you know, another analogy: the island of misfit toys. Like, oh yeah. You know. So they're two misfit toys um Um, but they both kind of like handle that differently and i think that's yeah they handle it completely differently which then um is this extreme shyness like we talked about and just kind of like fumbly awkwardness where lily's just like she presents as a big personality Mm -hmm. and like she comes off as really like confident in who she is but it's kind of like this mask that she's yeah i mean she's kind of a Um, bitch really is what which is not to say, oh, there's like, yeah, there's a difference between having a a big personality and just blatantly being a bitch sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like I think you kind of see that start to come out as Mia starts to kind of blossom and transform. Um, so she's doing these princess lessons and then um. I think probably one of the most iconic scenes in the movie is when they have the two pictures, like her before pictures in front of her face, like when she's getting the makeover and then she has this grand reveal of like, oh, now she looks like a princess. And like when she first sees Lily after this happens, um, Lily's like, what did they do to you? Like, she's, like, repulsed by it. And yeah. it's like, you look horrible. You need to sue. And, <laughs> just, like, um, this like, it's, like, like, bitchy. Like, she clearly looks good. and It is. And it's, like, it's just, it shows that, um. And even, like, if you got, like, even if she looked like shit and it was a horrible makeover. Right. It's like, still, like, your best friend. You, you want a little support. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you, like. I don't know I'm always like I feel like either one of us like if I went and like got my eyebrows waxed and they were basically completely gone or something like that Mm -hmm. you'd be like yeah it's a little rough but like you would treat it in the most gentle way possible like even if you were just like holy shit you look disgusting like as a friend like you need like lighter touch a lighter touch yeah you can be honest without being bitchy right um and And like so i think that's something that really bothered us about this um this friendship and looking at it in general is that it's like we're not here to promote like calling other women like bitches or like Mm -hmm. to like any sort of like 
But like, like it's kind of just like okay, you can't. You need to respect each other and like mm-hmm. um, bring each other up, even in like like Mia's life is being turned upside down completely. Exactly. And it's like and Lily even, can only think of herself. Yeah, like it kind of every time there's a conflict in their relationship, it's really like. Like, it always comes back to, it. it's about Lily. Like, when Mia, because, like, they have this whole problem where, like, Mia's not telling Lily at first that she's a princess because she's not allowed to. Like, because of it getting out in the press and all of those kind of things. Um, and she's not allowed to bring all of this up. And so she's keeping it a secret. But, like, she's telling Lily that she's, like, going to her grandmother's and all this kind of stuff. And she's never at any point, like bailing on Lily she's just not around as much um and li- what I, just, I was just agreeing lately oh. sorry <laughs> um but yeah everything that Mia does and anytime there's conflict it always ends up coming back to being about Lily like Lily at no point is ever checking in on Mia um and like seeing how she is like her whole world's being flipped upside down and so her dad also died like two months ago i'm pretty sure it is yeah it's like pretty recent and even though she never had a relationship with him like i think a lot of like a little scarring yeah like still scarring like i think there was she probably felt anyway that there was unfinished business like there's literally a line in the in the movie that like mia is talking about like her dad being dead because her estranged grandmother has returned on, from her paternal mm-hmm. side. And Lily's like, it's been like two months already. Like, shouldn't you be over that? And it's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, she never had a relationship with him. But like that didn't, at no point in the movie does she ever express that she didn't want to have a relationship with him. And like her father is referred to very like amicably, like by her mom and by her grandmother, like it seems like he was a great guy. Like, they just didn't have a relationship. And, like, ultimately her parents, like, chose different things. I just, like, I put it in perspective of, like, Caitlin and I. And I'm just, like, how? Like, I'm, to be fair, I was a lot more candor. Can- they call you candor, but candid. Yeah, yeah you thank candor. you. Sorry, I struggled um. for a moment. Um in high school I mean I still like tend to speak my mind maybe perhaps more than I should but like sometimes things slip out but sure sure but I was I had a I lacked some filter um especially at around 15 but I still can't imagine yeah like oh your dad only died like he died two months ago like it's been two whole months aren't you over it and it's like what the hell um but yeah it's like when Lily finds out that Mia's a princess she's like oh, like, can you come on my, like, TV show? Because she has this, like, cable TV show at school that's, like, obnoxious and bad. Um, But, yeah, like, it, yeah, like, she yeah, has all these opinions very and all radical. Kind of stuff, but, and that's her outlet. But she knows that, like, mm-hmm. Mia being a princess is going to get all this, like, viewership and all this traction and publicity. And it, like, is constantly about that. And that's kind of, like, a reoccurring thing that she says is like she wants her to be on this show um i think what's so funny about lily is like honestly her her intentions although like everything she does is incredibly self-centered like her intentions always are like world change like she wants to make a huge difference like the reason she's so 
radical and intense throughout the whole movie is because she believes like in making a real impact on the world yeah and like she even like in it it all does come from this like place of insecurity and jealousy because there is a point in the movie which she says like i've just been jealous because you have this big power like and like mia doesn't at this point like doesn't necessarily want anything to do with it because she doesn't like speaking in front of people and she kind of prefers to be invisible and doesn't really like even though she likes the idea of I think the world changing she doesn't necessarily feel confident enough that she's the one who can make it Mm -hmm. um whereas like it's a really scary feeling to like feel like you're losing your friend in general mm -hmm. and so Um, I think Lily like locks down in this like defensive like mean position where like we've talked about this as well like I think the times where I've been like meanest to Annie have been in situations where like I'm not in a mentally good place and I would say vice versa like yeah I agree I mean I'm in times where I'm most insecure with myself or like I'm struggling the most with my identity have been the hardest on um Kate and I's relationship and like she said vice versa like it's a lot easier to take your friends who know you really well for granted Mm -hmm. when you're really nervous about like the rest of what's going on in your life um and i think like i don't know i think even being in those positions like sometimes you don't even realize that like that it is coming like it's being perceived as meanness sort of thing yeah. because I, yeah, I mean like, i just know for a fact that neither one of us like would ever like we'd never want to do anything to hurt each other obviously um hindsight is 2020 okay. like it's a really yeah exactly like i think in particular like we would never like i think we're both understanding of the fact that like yeah there might be small things we say here and there like just in passing that like casually hurt one another's feelings but i think that's a totally different thing than being like out and out mean for a stretch of time which I think we've both done and those things have come from a place of like like I think when things become habitual and there's like a pattern Mm -hmm. over a stretch of time like that's when you know like it has to do with what that other person's going through it doesn't have to do with you kind of thing um Um, and I think like and it, what is relevant with like Lily and Mia is that like she retreats to um like her she being Lily kind of retreats to, like her brother or like she has like one other friend in the movie um mm-hmm. and instead of like talking to Mia and working that out like she um seeks those other friendships because yeah like she just kind of blows Mia off yeah, like just- because she feels like that's what's happening to her um and i think it's easier to seek um approval from other people when you feel like you're not necessarily getting it or like yeah exactly like you can avoid you're in a weird place with like the person who knows you best which is although um they have a lot of like problems in their relationship they they are presented and scripted as best friends throughout this and there's that's never like Mm -hmm. really wavering yeah exactly and i think you like especially um I liked how their friendship is portrayed a lot more in the second movie than the first. And I think part of that is, like, they've grown up. Like, they're 21 in the second movie. Not to say that 21 is by any means mature or old, um, because it's not. 
but that's six years like that's but it's yeah it's six years of development they're going to be entirely different people and they've both like in the second movie graduated college very Um, young for whatever reason but yeah i don't know why they're both like child geniuses or whatever like lily is now like in a master's program at berkeley um and like mia is in the process of um the whole second movie is about basically like this whole law that she can't be queen unless she gets married by 21 like the queen has to be married kind of thing um so that's like what the whole second movie is about is like her trying to find this husband in 30 days um you know casual royalty thing um but they end up changing the law and she doesn't have to get married and she yeah. falls in love Female with the power, hot guy anyway right? we love it <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, in the second movie, like, Lily is way cooler because so much cooler. she's, like, they're both kind of confidently doing their own thing, and you really, like, see that change in that, like, it's a lot, like, Lily's a lot more supportive of Mia in that, like, because in the first one, it's, like, she kind of has this, like, oh, I've always got your back because we're best friends kind of thing, but, like, then time and time again, like, expresses how much she really doesn't actually have Mia's back yeah, because it actions all like it speak yeah, louder like, words it goes back to like that kind of saying and um I think ultimately when it comes down to it she would have had her back no matter what and she yeah. keeps expressing that for a reason but and like that's why they're still friends at the end is because like she does ultimately have those things but like she doesn't treat Mia super great in the first movie but I think in the second one like it shows a lot of like maturity and the way in which they're um yeah like a lot of character growth in how they're both kind of like like women rather than girls like i think like the first movie is a very like we talked about the whole click thing and all that um yeah it's a very high school movie um like every single part of it it's a very early 2000s high school movie as well um (laughs) And so they, like, it is a relationship between girls, but I think that the way that they're portrayed in the second movie, like, they're women at that point. Like, yes, 21 is young, and I'm 23 and still feel like a little baby, um, and still frequently (laughs) um, refer to myself as a girl, but, like, also refer to myself as a woman. It's, you know, that weird, like, transitional period where you're, like, trying to respect yourself enough to call yourself an adult but you're not financially independent so do you deserve it no um i don't know i think there's a lot to be to be said about like you said the character development and the growth and their friendship and even though like i think what's important to know is like the princess diaries is very much not about like female friendships like that is not by any means the center of um the plot or the film it's about Mia, like, and, um... And I think there's part of that, too, where, like, when I did, um, Lily's character analysis in the first movie, like, you're supposed to be rooting for Mia the whole time, and, like, Mia ultimately is the hero of the story, and she's the protagonist, and she's, like, a badass 
and like all this kind of stuff and like it's about her like becoming this beautiful butterfly kind of thing um so i think ultimately like a part of that too is like lily just pales in comparison (laughs) as a character (laughs) because mia's so awesome like she doesn't really Um, get the chance yeah she doesn't really get the chance and i do kind of like yeah i feel bad for her in the second movie because she's kind of like she's portrayed more as like silly and like kind of like the dumb like comic relief role yeah which just doesn't doesn't totally do her justice yeah it doesn't do her justice but like yeah she is like in a grad school program and like they've like yeah mm-hmm. like i said before it seems like they've just like grown up a lot um yeah and they're making their um the change in the world that they always kind of wanted to and um it's pretty like empowering and, and solid to come out of um what they like i guess when you look at their relationship, pretending they're real people and, like, having, like, six years of growth, like, if they're 21 and they're doing really great, I'm certain they would look back at their life and go, wow, like, that was a really, like, rough patch and a huge place for us. Mm-hmm. And just, like, a really cringy period of time, really too, which I think period. most people look at their 15, 16-year-old yeah. selves and go, <laughs> like... Because even though, like, we had really great high school experiences, I can't say, like... You're different people. We ran over ice cream cones, like, for fun. That's weird. Like, I look at those kind of things, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that was, like, strange. (laughs) Like, do I regret it? No. But was it weird? Yeah. But, like, we would also probably still do that today. I'm not going to say I wouldn't, at least. Like, if I was really... I would do it. I've just grown more than you. I'm over those childish things. Clearly, I'm the one held back. And he's behind. Um, (laughs) But, um... I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to add before we kind of close? I don't think so. Yeah, I just... Um, I think that kind of wraps it up. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, um, if you want to talk to us, you can always DM us um, at Two Girls Half a Brain on Instagram. If you really want to just go crazy and throw it back, you could email us. True. At Two Girls Half a Brain, but it's the two. number two half a brain at gmail.com. Um, have any unique viewpoints or questions yeah if there's anything that you want to share um we did do kind of a little survey poll thing on our instagram asking for suggestions uh and we will always take those suggestions if you want to slide into the dms on instagram yeah we're very open and we're really excited i think kind of to to start this journey and to um as cheesy as that is to Mm-hmm. like i think it's a fun creative outlet for the two of us um but we also both great, like, like to like talk yeah we're both chatty we're both chatty so we could do that um but i also think that we both want to use it as a way to like connect to other people about these kind of things and yeah. like other women i think it's a great opportunity for growth both um kate and i but like with women outside of ourselves and hopefully um opportunity for growth for other female friendships out there and um we just want to be here to to support you all and um to support each other and kind of um i don't know do this thing neither one of us is very good at ending situations i'm horrible at conclusions you could read all of my papers ever written and 
My go-to is always some sort of strange rhyme or song, so it's never good on my end. Um, yeah, so on that note, <laughs> on that uh, note. we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks um, for listening. Thanks for listening.